Welcome to Comic Talk. I'm Nick23. I am Jershpool. And we are Omega, Omega Level. Omega Level, Omega Level, Omega Level. Omega Level. Yeah, I ruined that. What up? I don't care. I'll steal the show. <laughs> I live here. I don't care. I ruin what I want to ruin. I I'll ruin this do. entire episode right now. I'll ruin you. I'll ruin you. I'll ruin all you out there. Honestly, I think we did a pretty good job ruining this last week. I'm I mean, not going to lie. I'm a ruiner. That's, what can I say? So, Mr. and Mrs. X. I'm really, obviously, I am loving this series. I mean, Rogue and Gambit are my favorite Marvel characters, so this series is, like, tailor-made for me. Oh, I absolutely. knew I was going to love it. Yeah, as soon as you introduced, <laughs> I was like, oh, the cover, and it deals with these two. Yeah, 100% knew this was going to be a good read. And oh. also, yeah, I knew you were going to suggest it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. A Rogue and Gambit comic where they're married now? Yeah, that's for me. From the jump, too. I like that yeah. first issue, cutting into the wedding, introducing mm -hmm. a little bit of little backstory, bringing in... Mersturk. Oh, love, man. I love man. that they brought the head mystique and Nightcrawler in there. Reverence the whole family aspect. Like, anyone that reads comics and knows about Rogue, they know that that's like a, a family for her, right? Like, Mystique's her adoptive mom, and by extension, that makes Nightcrawler like her brother, even though they're not like blood relations. But they don't always reference or talk about that. And the movies never did, which really irritated nope. me. They, brought, they had Mystique in there. They brought Nightcrawler in it. Never once mentioned that they were related or that Rogue was related to them. I hated that. Hated well, it's that. really good that they brought that up, too. And, you know, I like. Nightcrawler. I've always had a fan of the. I mean, he's not a great hero, I suppose. He's not. He's no, usually in the backdrop and stuff like that. I he's awesome. I think so. I love him. Uh, his ability to teleport is really cool, and I'm glad that they, like you said before, that they brought up the relationship. Like, oh, hey, mom's here. Oh, that's yeah. she's my sister. Yeah. Know? It's like, what side of the wedding are you on? This isn't taking sides. This isn't a battle. Like, oh, I'm like, on Gambit side. No, I'm on Rogue side. That's my sister. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna be on this one. I'm, I'm gonna sit over here. <laughs> I love that in this series, in Mr. and Mrs. X, they immediately jump off with Deadpool, which is very smart oh, to try to attract that. as much attention, bring as many readers as possible, you use Deadpool, like mm -hmm. arguably the most popular Marvel character. Spider-Man's probably the only because he's run for his money. Spider-Man is, yeah, I was about to say, he's always been a huge fan favorite, also Stan Lee's favorite character, exactly. so that obviously immediately mm -hmm. propels him to like, well, I like Spider-Man, he's great. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Spider-Man is great. He's a nerdy little guy, you know, but this isn't about Spider-Man. No, not about the Spider-Mans, this is about Jeez. Deadpool. And also, adding Deadpool to the mix is, I guess, an easy way of comic relief, you know what I mean? So you can, Very much. and because it's not really riddled, obviously they have, uh, Gambit and Rogue have their back and forth, mm -hmm. Gambit being a little perv that he is. <laughs> Always. Uh, but then he's not pervy, and Rogue's like, don't say that. Well, you're thinking it. Yeah, exactly, you know what I'm right? Bringing up the chains, those are nice chains <laughs> that you got there. He's like, I didn't say it, didn't have to. Didn't have to. I love the Gambit and Night, uh, not Nightcrawler, well, the Gambit and Deadpool. Can you stay Nightcrawler? Yeah. Can you please? <laughs> I love the Gambit and Deadpool interactions. Like, they've always had really good interactions. There was a series a while ago that was Deadpool versus Gambit, and it was terrible. I was See, so I disappointed. I need to read. Oh, Don't it read bad? it. It was bad. Really? Yeah. I read, like, three or four issues. I'm pretty sure it even got canceled. I'm not positive, but I don't think it finished its run. So it was nowhere near close good. of that dynamic that they had Absolutely during not, that little no. fight. It was terrible. going back and forth. No. Oh, so I was, no. Okay. It was like, to me, it was like the writers didn't fully understand Gambit or Deadpool. Like, it wasn't funny. It didn't seem like either character in the story was uninteresting. Like, the art was okay. Like, I was really disappointed. I was super hyped for that Dang, series. Yeah, because that could yeah. be that could be pretty funny. It was also, nothing really like, action-packed. It was nothing close to Deadpool versus Cable, which was amazing. This series has been really cool so far. Like, I love the adventure that they've been on. You know, the whole thing with Zan and like the honeymoon uh, and all that getting messed up that was really cool and all that settled down they came back to earth and they were throwing like this party to have like all their friends come mm -hmm. over as like i guess like a marriage party or whatever i don't really a know wedding reception yeah, you know, wedding reception pretty much the yeah. gifts they get all that stuff together yeah. you see people that you usually don't see together yeah, which was cool which was cool oh yeah i loved it that was awesome be suggesting rogues like i think we need something more uh because she's using that 
power dampening, dampening yeah, right. collar. Yeah, right. Collar. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's like, I need a little more, you know, that hurts me less. It's less, uh, w- less conspicuous. Less conspicuous. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, why would we make that? Wouldn't that be a little too, you <laughs> that's, know, this villains is bad could for take us? that. Yeah, that's not a good thing to do. Uh, but he did do something nice as a wedding gift, helped her out, gave her a ring, I believe, or bracelet, a bracelet, bracelet, yeah. bracelet, bracelet. Mm-hmm. And Which that is was cool. really cool. Yeah. It's a lot less, uh, less noticeable now. Oh, yeah. you know, it's just a bracelet. Just, no, <laughs> Not no. wearing a collar. If you haven't been reading this, they're making Rogue more broken. She is about to be a mega level. She is if about to be a mega level. Uh, with her powers to be able to siphon people's powers, now she is able to do so without even touching people. Yeah, just anyone it's in just the vicinity. Anything just within the vicinity, em. boom, sucked it in. And obviously there's been times so far that we've noticed she can't control it. Exactly. She's and, like having to relearn that. Yes, and Xandra brought that up. Mm-hmm. She mentioned that. It's not going to be like, easy. there's something inside of you, and she mm-hmm. offered the change. Obviously, Rogue's had that happen in the past. It doesn't yeah. work. It, it backfires and kind of hurts the people that try to help them. Well, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And it's cool show- seeing her branch out on this, having Rogue... God, I mean... I hate Rogue. Can I say that? I hate, <laughs> I say that I hate what they're trash. doing with Rogue because she's too powerful. Dude, I love Rogue, and this series, coupled with the the previous series, has propelled her to my number one. She was always my number really? two, and Gambit was my one, but Rogue is not my one. What? The way that they're writing her, she's amazing, dude. The, whoa, you got something to say about, about Rogue? I have something about, about to Anna say. About Anna Marie? This fanboy over here. Oh, Gambit. Oh, Rogue. <laughs> about Anna Marie LeBeau. Now they're married. Oh, how dare love you. That. How dare you bring that up. Anna Marie LeBeau. If you look up Rogue's last name on the, the wiki, it's Anna Marie LeBeau. And then four like other last I like, names. I like that they've uh, changed that now. It's got Gambit's last name. Better be. We just want, read a uh, wedding issue. Gambit one. should have taken her last name, so she should be Emery and then Remy. <laughs> just no last name. <laughs> but going in right before the issue seven is what we mm-hmm. were just read. Yep. Just at the wedding reception, we were talking about that. I got the gifts, but they had the nice little fight on the top, dealing with the, Remy being the king of thieves. Yeah, right. Bringing and these that in, were... his dad shows up. I don't even know last <laughs> time. I've crazy, seen dude. Right, Gambit's yeah. father. Uh-huh. They brought that in. They have a little battle up top. Rogue falls down. Little br- uh, little glimpse of Magneto that popping was down. She that was really like... cool. Asking if she needed help, whatever. Magneto a has ton. a nice little force field around him that mm-hmm. can kind of protect him. He's like, <laughs> I gotta go. While. I got a couple minutes before I gotta, you know, well, I gotta, get I gotta out of here before out. I die. I love that they brought that in, had like a little moment together, because they have a lot of history and like romantic history, too. So it's really cool that like and they even referenced that Magneto is like their Marvel is turning him back into being Magneto like he's oh. going back to being the villain and they even referenced that too it's like essentially says something like aren't you like a bad guy now or whatever it's like Can you kind of leave that gray though he says something to the effect of like we'll never agree on like certain things whatever like mm-hmm. we'll have opposing views but I like that even like that they brought that up and made it known that it doesn't really matter when it comes to the two of them they have a bond that is beyond that Okay. Like almost, not almost, but exactly like how uh, Xavier and Magneto, they have a bond that goes beyond the fact that one's good and one's bad. Like it doesn't matter. They have something that goes beyond that. And Rogue and him have that as well. Like of all the X-Men, that's the one that he definitely has the closest bond to is Rogue. <laughs> so, all you know, right, since we right, just right, got off right. track. No, don't Matthew McConaughey mm. me. Not here. Not in front of our one viewer. <laughs> okay. Not in front of Jeff Knight. And our two listeners. <laughs> not in yeah, front of Jeff. We're seeing you, Jeff. <laughs> not in front of Jeff. And Sean. <laughs> no, he's just he's just a supporter. He doesn't watch. He's he just, just mon- donates. He's he just, just a monetary yep, supporter. That's all it is. That's all. Going back to the wedding reception after that whole fight, Magneto gets brought in. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Remy noticed, hey, we still have one more gift left. What could this freaking gift be? That doesn't have like any kind of special marking on it. It doesn't say like to or from or anything like just that. It looks like a traditional Of box. course. They open it up and then, bam, the next thing you know, the next panel, they're <laughs> hanging over a pit of alligators and they are dressed in their classic animated cartoon X-Men series uniforms, yes. which is freaking sweet. So then, cue issue seven and they are in Mojo World. 
which is awesome. I love Mojo. His stories that have Mojo in it are always just ridiculous. They're just crazy. Absolutely. Like, they're, they're always bizarre. fun. I mean, it's yeah, a TV bizarre show. And That's fun. all he is. His, I love him. planet is just like, <laughs> hey, watch my reality TV show that I'm creating for you. Enjoy. He's just a nutcase, dude. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I love and I him. loved in that last panel when they show them hanging above the crocodiles, the little bubbles all the way, talking about what's going to happen next. What's going to happen? Are the writers running out of ideas? <laughs> crocodiles? Like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Mojo's trying to frame like a romantic thing going on, which isn't hard to do with Gambit and Rogue, but he's trying to make like a love story happen. You know, that's like nice what? little action sequence in between, too. They had an I awesome, awesome cool. action, se action sequence going on. I love the outfit they gave Rogue when they went and did the noir little section yes. of it. Yes. That yes. was awesome, dude. Rogue looked dope in that. I really outfit. like the the face design of Rogue too. Dude, I, and you I mentioned love off artwork. screen, it's kind of got an anime vibe. Mm -hmm, it's not like mm -hmm. in your face anime, you know, and I love anime. This but guy it, hates it. It's got a bit of an uh, anime vibe to it, especially the way that Rogue's face is designed. A bit on Gambit's too, but mo yeah, more way more on, on Rogue. Rogue. More on Rogue. Mm -hmm. uh, she's got that cute vibe while also knowing I will destroy <laughs> you. So entering the Mojo verse, bringing up Mojo, bringing up his commander Spiral. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like how he threatens her. Like, she's supposed to be a bad. Like, he <laughs> no, dude, they, they mention the powers, mm -hmm. what she has, what she can do, and he's Total like, badass. don't make me take your powers away again. Just listen to what I say. They pull out the wheel. I love the little game show vibe. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the whole mojo. Love he loves entertaining his love people it. with whatever they can do. Uh, brings up the thing, has a bunch of different topics on there, genres on there, clowns is on there. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope it's not clowns. <laughs> it's not clowns. Uh, well, they land on Noir, go into that. I love the design, like you said, the leather of that. Why are they wearing leather? Yeah, they even mentioned, like, why would she be wearing leather? But, like, I don't know, the way that it was drawn, like, with the, the small little green jacket, like she said, the small brown jacket, mm -hmm. but now it's green because her predominant color is green now. With, like, the leather and stuff, like, it looked really cool. It looked very Noir, like, yes, what it, it should, it but it looked superhero Noir. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then Gambit's uh, outfit was way more classic he had like the chest thing and the brown trench coat and stuff he was one more classic rogues was the one that was more different and that action scene was awesome i love when she grabs the shotgun and just no we're just not, not we're not here. shooting we're not <laughs> doing this and i like how when rogue does something obviously he's in love with her but he also realizes remy? that yeah when remy brings it up and he's just like oh you done messed up now <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. anytime mm -hmm. that there's ever somebody because she didn't want to get involved she still had her collar or mm -hmm. bracelet on at that mm -hmm. time did she not i believe so yes and that broke off and then the next ensues. Obviously, that wasn't the best thing, but it breaks off into a very sad moment. Obviously, it's not real. Mm -hmm, right, yeah. But still, but she you see doesn't it's really know. Yeah, she doesn't really know. They're kind of figuring out. It seems like they're trying to make Rogue an empath, and I think it kind of ties into that of how she's realizing, like, something is not going right here. Something is wrong. And the background starts to look different, you know, like almost digitized. Mm -hmm. And then she, like, kills <laughs> Gambit, <laughs> and he turns into, like, a, a skeleton, skeleton right in front of her. She holds him. <laughs> yeah. God, see the love that was of your intense. life. Held in your arms like that. Yeah, oh, dude, that was awful. And bringing up the impact thing, I think that is very viable that they might be leaning towards I that. Think how would you know? How would you feel what's going mm -hmm. on in that area? Know that you're in a uh, simulation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they just, last thing they know, they're hanging over crocodiles. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Boom, we're just in the next thing. What are we doing? Why are we fighting that? And Rogue's really the only one bringing it up. Exactly. Rogue's not really questioning. Yeah, it's always Rogue that's like, oh, this is different. This is weird. So the first time they do this is whenever her and Xandra first do their illusion back like, several issues ago. Her and uh, Gambit are having an argument, and she was like, I know that you think that I'm correct. I can feel that you feel that way. You know what I mean? Now, that, ah, another hint. I didn't yeah. catch that. So that definitely that. could have been like residual effect of her just having touched Xandra and absorbed a bunch of Xandra's powers, but I don't think so. I think that's something that Rogue is going to have absorbed and kept. Like what she did with Carol Danvers, where she absorbed and kept super strength and flight. But she held I think on she's to gonna... Carol for so long, though. True, she is killed her. She killed her. Because when she grabbed Xandra, they thought that she, they both yeah, exactly. died. Sorry, she you're going to believe Xandra, me. She doesn't kill Xandra, but Xandra's an Omega-level yeah. telepath yeah. mutant, right? So like when and she freshly grabs her, born. And freshly this. born. So when she grabs <laughs> right. her, and she's so powerful, I think that absorbed and changed Rogue, and not only just changed her 
powers to where she doesn't have to touch anybody now, but I think it added and gave her more powers because the interest said she's evolved. Can we like, make her grown. more broken, please? I, think, I legit think that's what they're doing. They're trying to make her Omega level. That's what the entire point of this series, I think, is to finally bring Rogue into the echelons. When you look at her powers on paper, like the ability to absorb any special being's powers, period. Now, the only thing that stops her is can she handle it? You know what I mean? Like Thanos with a full gauntlet, she could theoretically... Boop, nope, now I have all the power, you're dead. But she probably couldn't handle that. Probably kill her instantly. Yes. She wouldn't yes. be able to control it, you would, know? Would she be able to absorb the infinity stones or infinity gems in the comics? That's what I'm saying. She probably could, but she probably can't handle it. Kill her instantly. That's the so. only thing that stops her is, is she like physically strong enough and mentally strong enough to be able to withstand all of that power and not die instantly? But now, <laughs> with her being able to absorb anyone around her on a whim, sometimes I'm sure she don't even freaking want to... That's gonna have to have made her evolve to where she can handle that now. Otherwise, no, she yeah, could just die no instantly. Being surrounded at by any that point many in time, with powers, yeah, she instantly die. Getting back to the Mojo verse, but yeah, I, th I think that the way or the reason that she was able to sense that something is different and it's not right is because of her her seemingly new empath abilities. Absolutely, I think that's that's how she was able to sense that because Gambit certainly didn't. Only she did. Only right? she did. He was just going with the flow, moving mm -hmm. with whatever the. Mojo decided to yeah, make the television exactly. show. You know, it's a drama, man. It's a romance. Everybody loves a romance. <laughs> <laughs> there are six and an eight. Those are solid rating numbers. Those are solid ratings. <laughs> I forgot he brought that up. That's that great. God, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Love that. So, yeah, she realizes, oh, something's not right here. <laughs> Murders Gambit, seemingly. So they have to redo the whole thing. So when they redo the whole thing, now Rogue is essentially Sleeping Beauty. Laying on the on the slab, on the bed, and, the, and Prince Charming's got to come in. And when Prince Charming comes in, it's all like drawn very dark, and you can't tell who it is. Obviously, oh, it's gonna be Gambit. But no, lo and behold, it's Longshot. That's gonna be interesting. Longshot. If for people that don't really know about Longshot, I'm not extremely familiar with him, but I know a, a, a little bit about him, and he is OP. It's Mr. Lucky. <laughs> I'm very excited to see how they use him moving forward. And he's like a constant mainstay in the Mojo universe. He's been an X Men member before, and he has the powers of. Luck like Domino, but his are different in the fact that he doesn't just create his own luck. He alters probabilities to make himself lucky, which conversely makes everyone that's around him unlucky. Yep, he's <laughs> drawing luck from those other people yeah, around him. Using himself, superhuman uh, regenerative powers, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Reading on his abilities, he does seem like a he's broken bro. <laughs> and made by Mojo. Yeah, and made by Mojo. He's like a Mojo slave race mm -hmm. person. Two like, hearts. I mean, sure, because that's a thing. We don't know what Gambit's doing right now. We didn't see him at the end. So I'm, I'm excited for the next next issue to see how this moves forward in Mojoverse with Longshot being in there now. Like I like Mojoverse. It's it's different, but it's cool. I like Mojoverse, and I'm going to say this. It's going to be an unpopular opinion yeah, here. because all your opinions are unpopular. No pretty one much. Uh, going into this threw me off pretty bad because of the arc bringing up the Xandra, the egg, <laughs> having all of those people bring in. You get to see Cyclops' dad, Havoc's dad. Mm -hmm. uh, they bring in the troopers. They bring all that stuff in, all these different other big things happening, and then goes right to a wedding party, and then boom, we're in the Mojoverse. You know what I mean? I would have liked to focus on that. You know, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Deadpool, so I, you know, more Deadpool, the well, better. Yeah. But if he's not in this, that's, that doesn't ruin anything. You know what right. I mean? He's, it's not his he's series. He was his it's not his series, yeah. exactly. And he has a thing with Rogue. They had a little bit of a thing. Back out. Yeah, get out I of love here. DP, okay? <laughs> and when they jumped into the Mojoverse, I, didn't, I wasn't against it. It's just what they led up to with the one issue as being a wedding issue. Nice seeing everybody. They're getting married. Five issues of... You know, an awesome, crazy arc. Like, oh my God, there's introducing, yes, introducing an Omega level type person. They even say that before Professor it even happens. X's daughter. I mean, boom, what's ding, happening? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you got a winner. Big uh, deal. Like the design, she's very passive. I mean, she's still just born, but she exactly. has the ability to read everybody's minds. I love her. I love the design of her character. Yes. And how she, like, 
read their memories and learned her entire history, the history of her mom, epic saga with like her mom and her dad and with everything, yes. right? And then she decided, right, well, this is how I'm going to look based on those two people, and then named herself after her parents. Aunt, that was a awesome. combination of that. Yeah. I thought that was really, that was really cool. cool. Bringing up and you get to meet her, I guess, aunt, I believe. Yeah, correct, pretty much. Right? Pretty the much. One that raised her, like her godparent, she, basically. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And uh, before Rude or Rude Nick hopped <laughs> in and started just completely butchering what I was saying, what those vibes were good. Six bringing us back to the same kind of feel of the first issue. I thought that was nice. Exactly. And then throwing us into a Mojo verse, which is just in completely a way different. thinking about it is like going from the wedding reception to that kind of makes for a different like what's really going on in this arc you know what i mean because you have like boom 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 big stuff wedding wedding and then now it's like oh wow they're thrown through something completely different a whole new arc are they going to wrap back up the introduction of long shot mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see what because this is all in mojo's control I exactly mean, it, or for what sure. we know for until sure. rogue completely sucks the life out of everybody <laughs> in the entire <laughs> world murders the mojo <laughs> I mean, that's all i can say that's all i mean I'm excited for the next issue. I really think that they're going to obviously expand on, I'm guessing, the Mojoverse for maybe two more issues, maybe only one. I'm, 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 I'm assuming it's going to be a three to five issue arc. Yep, I, I don't imagine. think it will be too much more than that. I mean, yep, yep. Xandra, that arc was massive in those five issues. Okay. How, really, how long is Mojo World going to be? Right. I mean, I'd, it's it definitely not be, as big as that. I wouldn't say it's a filler, but it's. It, I'm, I'm interested to see what next step they take to progress this story. It could end up being filler, but it could also it could lead to a really cool. Yep. You know what I mean? But like, it's also hinting at, like you've been mentioning before, the empath ability. Mm-hmm. Is that something that we're just going to keep branching off to? They exactly. introduced Longshot. Uh, I, like we said, I've never, we don't know much about him, but he's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm down for his powers. I really I want, I'm mm-hmm. excited to see where this goes. I am too. I am too. I'm excited for the series moving on, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're reading it for the show, so definitely excited. Definitely excited. Omega Level is proudly sponsored by Ink or Die Studios, a unique combination of a tattoo parlor and hair salon. Located at 270 North Dakota Street by Flanagan's, Ink or Die Studios employs the best artists and stylists around. Boasting a friendly atmosphere, helpful, talented, and incredibly creative staff, Ink or Die Studios is the only tattoo shop and hair salon you'll ever need. Stop in, call, or contact them through their social media accounts today to set up an appointment. As we said previously, we're getting prepared for Avengers Endgame. We're hype. Josh is not going to watch it. I can't wait for 100% it. 100% skipping. <laughs> skipping that. But yeah, so we watched Age of Ultron, critically it was not very well received, and it's generally considered one of the worst MCU movies, which I, I just, I don't get. I mean, it made the, over a bill. For real. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I fell in love, and it was my favorite MCU movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it has maintained that status until Infinity War came out, obviously. And watching it again, like, it's still, like, it's still my second favorite one. This movie is incredible. I, I, I do not get the criticisms. James Spader brings it, 100%. He's the rock. He's just bring it. He comes in there as Ultron and delivers a monumental performance. He gives, I think, the best performance of the entire MCU until Brolin comes in as Thanos. He crushes it as freaking Ultron. Do you smell what the spader is cooking? <laughs> you smell what James That's just a question cooking? I'm going to ask you. Also love like a little trivia there. Um, James Spader was hired to do the voice performance. That's all he was hired for, was just to do the voice performance of Ultron. He didn't have to be on set. But... He read he like obviously read the script and everything. And he's like, well, this is a major character. It's essentially the lead role of the film. You know what I mean? I should be there. So he took it upon himself to want to come. So he came and did all the mocap performance of Ultron. He was on set with the and played Ultron, dude. Right? Yeah, really because he is like him. He, yeah, James Spader, man. He and did they took really this young. big pole because Ultron's supposed to be like eight, nine feet long, tall. Mm-hmm. Took this big pole and put two red balls on top of it for his nice. eyes, so the actors know where to look. <laughs> and all the time. Elizabeth Olsen would mess up and look at Spader instead of the eyeballs. And every time she did that, 
Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's Quicksilver on set, would just like interrupt the the take and be like, "Balls, Lizzie, red balls, red balls." <laughs> and I'm really glad he did because it shows. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. Ultron really does steal the show. I don't know why people sleep on him as a character. They not like James Spader. He was the best villain until Thanos. That's what Easily. I thought. Yeah, no, Easily. absolutely. Yes. Now Thanos definitely. I mean, I mean nothing against anybody. Level. I mean, he was another absolutely. Level. Amazing. They're on an awesome path right now with the last two big villains being Killmonger, who was amazingly performed, yes. and then Thanos. But before that, it was pretty much just Ultron. Like that has been I mean, kind Loki, of Loki. But he's, Loki's he been had awesome. That but he's of being the, more of the in between, and that's just Loki. Yeah, he's going to play the game. The MCU Loki is a bit different than the comics look like. Yes. Like, so comics Loki is a villain, but he also does like toe that line and do things that are kind of good. But it always is for his ulterior motive. Literally every Everything single time. It turns out to be, oh, this actually wasn't good. Like, look, he's a piece of trash. And he's kind of like that in the MCU, but he's way more of an anti-hero in the MCU. They've definitely brought him in to make him a, a person with a good heart that just does the wrong thing. Especially bringing in Ragnarok and all yeah, that stuff, dude, too. Like, and we'll touch on that on another video. Yeah, they've definitely made Loki like more of a good guy than the MCU than they have in the comics. So I don't really qualify him as a villain. No. So up until it's just been Ultron, like that's been a big knock on the MCU is that their villains are kind of underdeveloped. And I can kind of get on board and agree or with some that. Some of the solos and some stuff, of them like are Malekith and Dark yeah, like, World man, and stuff like God, yeah. I love Dark I, like, I love Dark World, yes. but Malekith was very poorly written. Very poorly written. And that is the most important villain in all of Thor. And they just Poorly wrote him. That sucks. But yeah. I did think the movie was done very well. Yeah. But they I, just I didn't relay a lot on Malekith. Yeah, yeah. No. He's just kind of there. So, like, I get it, man. Red Skull wasn't super well developed either. And then, like, Winter Soldier was amazingly developed. Uh, and again, but he's not a true villain. Yeah. Um, the first Iron Man movie, whatever his name was, was not very well developed at all. It was kind of uh, shoehorned in there. I, the man, Mandarin was not very Whiplash, well. Though. Whiplash wasn't very well developed, uh, which sucks because that's like one of my favorite Iron Man villains. And then Mandarin, I didn't realize it's been so long since I've seen Iron Man 3 when they brought Mandarin was apparently like this like hippie pot smoking dude. That they <laughs> yeah, ben, ben played Kingsley, by Ben Kingsley. Like, and, <laughs> and, and, ben Kingsley's character is just an actor that's playing the Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, which sucks, man, because up until the reveal, Mandarin was done right. He was awesome it's in like, that okay, movie. Okay, well, he's doing his thing. This is Mandarin. Yeah, and then, oh, he's an actor. Like, it was a cool twist oh. in a sense but it wasn't because like you just ruined mandarin yeah that was dumb. completely took that out you should have ruined three we'll be back in the avengers who cares yeah okay, no. you should have ruined a different <laughs> character like who cares about justin hammer mandarin's the man yeah yeah but anyways it's like it's been james Spader holding down the freaking fort uh, and this entire movie is just i don't know man it hits all the proper beats to me again like we spoke about with the first avengers the black black widow is so well written in this movie oh. man and a lot of people criticize her and hulk's relationship as like shoehorned in or whatever man they planted the seeds for that in the first avengers that's what i'm saying very Did they clearly watch the first avengers yeah very she clearly. wasn't as into banner and banner wasn't as receptive to that but there's little flirty moments to it absolutely and, and she definitely she's had the that, one that oh, calms him down be myself around her yeah yeah you know dude like, I mean? like it's all right around him like it's because not more natural he's outwardly a monster and she inwardly feels like a monster yeah so she feels that connection with him already that's like another criticism for some reason that this movie gets is that People, like, not for some reason, I do kind of get it that they reduced, like, Black Widow feels like a monster because she can't have children. They, like, reduced her down to, like, the basic premise of what a woman is, which is just to, to, to birth more people, right? So, like, I, I get that people kind of took that as, like, oh, that's just, like, reducing her to that's all she is. But I'm not a woman, so I, I can't have children, so I don't know, like, what that would be like to not be able to do something that I should be able to do, like, biologically you know when she was in the graduation ceremony they sterilize you and make you murder somebody 
She's like 15 years old in the graduation summer. Doing dark something, stuff. Doing awful, awful stuff. She's already been in this program to be brainwashed her entire freaking life mm-hmm. from a very young age. And now she is told, all right, well, you're being sterilized and now you got to kill this As person. It's a graduation ceremony. It's a graduation. That is the thing they do. To make you, you a full on, like, yeah. you're ready to go in the field now. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that's awful. So, yeah, of course, she feels like a monster. Not only is she a murderer, she has no real identity. And now she can never have a family and never be a mother. Like, that's awful. Yeah, of course, she feels like a monster. Like, I don't understand, like, Maybe you should just, I don't know, this is going to sound so awful for me to say about people, but maybe you should just think a little bit more about something before you immediately jump on the bandwagon of like, oh yeah, I didn't like that either. Well, that too, and the fact that, so if you look at this character, yes, she's a woman. She's sad that she can't have children. You know, that seems to be a big thing for her. I think anybody would be upset about that. That's what I'm saying. But if they're not, are you viewing her and saying that all women are the same? Because that's wrong. Nobody is the same as the next person. You might have similarities. You have that. I mean, I'm not going to branch off into how human psychology works. (laughs) But to say that, like, uh, they wanted to write that. Joss Whedon, from the first Avengers, was doing a really good job with Black Widow, Uh bringing her where she was, building that relationship. Mm -hmm. And if she is sad about having a child, what's the problem with that? Yeah, why can't she be like that? Why can't she be like that? And I don't think that's a anchor of her character. Yeah, I don't that's think just that a part of like, oh, that's why I'm sad. I think she's sad because she's killed a bunch of people and now it's starting to finally get to her. Then of course it's something she's upset about now and her best friend is Hawkeye who has a family with children so she has to see that all the time. They call her Auntie Nat. So obviously she's around these kids a lot. Yeah, that's something that she's thinking about now she's getting older in her life. She's like, I've been a spy and this awful person for so long and then like Nick Fury gave me this chance to like get the red out of my ledger yeah. and like restart my life. I can't restart my life and go have a normal typical life of like something that I would like to settle down and do one day she can't ever do it nope and she has to see this all the time from hawkeye and hawkeye's wife and hawkeye's kids that call her auntie you know what i mean like it's a constant reminder so yes she feels like a monster about it i just i don't know it just seems to me like people didn't really think deep enough into that they just immediately wrote it off like oh this is just a woman the only thing i don't like about ultron as much is that thor is barely in it he's not given a whole lot to do yeah, and when they had the fight towards the end, Ultron's like immediately is like, "I'm tired of you." Takes him off for a good chunk of that, but yeah, he like was also playing. Out, like, but he was also playing the stalling game. You know, he was like, true. "I don't know how long I can do this." True, Boom. true. You know, they both had that. Ultron had his moment. Thor had his moment. But bringing in what this launches to the next phases, Civil War and stuff, this shows the disconnect of all that. They're all mm-hmm. not trusting Tony Stark because, I mean, he created Ultron. He, he created I mean, Ultron. He's wanting to get rid of Banner. Had to help him do it. it. It was Tony. Yes, it was Tony, but yeah, you had the mind of Banner assisting him, but it was all Tony's idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. of course, Banner you know, gets backed up, and he's like, is this what you're going to do? You just cower down anytime anybody <laughs> goes against <laughs> right? you? Jeez. Like, I don't know. Overall, I thought it was very well done. The introduction of Scarlet Witch was very well done, and the way that they had to change her for the because of the issues with like Fox having only the X-Men rights to the Kenton, like call her a mutant. They had to like create a whole new thing. And I do like, though, killing how Killing off Quicksilver. Yeah, killing off Quicksilver. I like how they slipped in, though, that the... The Infinity Stone didn't give her her powers. It just unlocked what was already there. Yeah. So she is a mutant yes. without them having to say they it. They haven't said like, it. They can't. They are about mm, to, though. I love that. Yeah. I love that. But, uh, yeah. Didn't I see mean, that coming. I like that. Yeah, we're all... Didn't <laughs> see that coming. <laughs> I like how they how they introduced those two characters. I like... Um, Ultron was amazing. The team dynamic was very well done. Once again... The dynamic between Captain America and Iron Man is just amazingly well done. Once again, like their dynamic is so good. Evans and Downey Jr. play so well off each other, especially in, in like the big team-up movies, obviously, because that's when they're together. But in the, the Josh Whedon movies, he really understands how to write those two characters in a scene together. Like yes. I, I really like when they're on screen in the first two Avengers movies together. He writes it, he writes it very well. He writes it okay. <laughs> it's decent. He can't write the mean, emails. No. Chris Evans was jacked for this film. Oh, my God, Oh, dude. my Lord. When massive. they did the woodcutting scene, dude, he's just... <laughs> 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 I love the little 
Jeez. Slight nuance Tony Stark um, reaction to that, too. It's just that. <laughs> it's just, it's like, really? Don't touch my pile. It's like, there's like 400 wood blocks next to freaking the cat. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, and then oh, they had that whole they had that competitive spirit the whole time too with yeah, Thor com- mm-hmm. comparing Jane like who's better. I, I love that at the party. At the very end, but Jane's better. What is she getting? A how you say a Nobel a prize? prize? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's go ahead and uh, rip it up right there. Appreciate you tuning in and checking us out. Make sure you hit up all of the Omega Level social medias. We are on Instagram as Omega underscore Level underscore Podcast, all lowercase. We are on Facebook as Omega Level Podcast. We are on the Anchor app as Omega Level. We are on YouTube as Omega Level Podcast. Three words, uppercase each first letter. And we are on, what is the last one I forget? Ah, Twitter. We are on Twitter as at Omega Level PCast. And all of those links don't work. Just like this show. It sucks. What?